It's Song Talk Radio. Welcome to Song Talk Radio. This is the show with songwriters talking to other songwriters about the craft of songwriting. We share tips, tools, and techniques, and together we all become better at writing songs. I'm your host, Neil Modi, and filling in for my regular co-host, Phil, is Boston-based singer-songwriter and music educator, Susan Catanio. How are you today, Susan? I am great. Very excited to be here again. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's our absolute pleasure. It's always great having you on the show. And um, uh, to our listeners, please send your comments and questions to at Songtalk Radio on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, or feedback at songtalk.ca, and we'll share your thoughts on the show. And please visit us, songtalk.ca, to to see the show post for this episode, to find links to things we mentioned, and to download lyric and chord sheets to follow along with the songs that we feature. Um, and uh, just another update uh, for our songwriting uh, challenge. Um, uh, the songwriting challenge has been ongoing for a few months now. And uh, on, on songtalk.ca, on the sidebar, you'll notice that there is a link to the songwriting challenge 2022. And if you go to that webpage, um, we've put all the links to all the podcast episodes related to the challenge. So three episodes of the hosts uh, presenting their songs. One episode where we where the hosts um, shared our updated versions <laughs> to our songs and three episodes as well where we showcased your songs, the listener songs uh, that you submitted to us uh, for the challenge. So there's a lot of content there and a lot of great discussions um, that we generated out of the out of the challenge. So we thank everyone one for contributing to the challenge and uh, we look forward to doing it again um, next year and uh, the other little tidbit of news uh, for our uh, Canadian um, uh, audience members or Canadian listeners uh, Factor um, which is the 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 national funding organization uh, Factor Artist Development Program um, is underway right now and the the program offers a $2,000 subsidy towards a year of artist development activities including sound recording, touring, showcasing, video content production, and marketing. The program is intended to provide development support to emerging artists, artists who have commercially released music no more than three years prior to the application deadline are eligible to apply. Uh, When you apply for the artist development, you have to submit an MP3 of a recent demo along with lyrics. uh, That's known as the assessment track, a current artist biography, and an artist development plan which sets out all the intended artist development activities to be undertaken if the project is approved for funding. The artist development plan questions are incorporated into the application on the portal. Uh, visit factor.ca uh, for more information. The, um, the deadline, I believe, is September 14th. Uh, so uh, hopefully um, some of our listeners um, find that informative and you can uh, make your application towards that uh, development program, $2,000 subsidy. It's a good uh, it's a good little deal. Um, tonight, we're happy to uh, have BC, BC-based artist Terry Penny. Uh, Terry's latest single, Letting Go, is a country folk ballad about putting a dream to rest and moving on. And here's a little taste of his song. Lonesome drifter, beat down and embittered. Thought I'm a quitter, it's like venom, so vile. But the years I've been wasting, all the dreams I've been chasing, are piled up behind me a whole lifetime high. And oh, let it go of the things that. Love hurt us so Sometimes what we nurture Refuses to grow Oh, let it go All I once lusted With over three decades in the music industry, Newfoundland-turned-BC-based artist Terry Penny is known is well known for his incredible storytelling and has often been compared to some of the best writers of all time, including Steve Earle and John Prine. The music and uh, music Newfoundland songwriter of the year has earned multiple nominations from both the Music Industry Association of Newfoundland Artists. (laughs) 
through every Finland Awards and the East Coast Music Awards. After a lengthy hiatus, the singer-songwriter has just released his ninth studio album this summer titled The People I Am, which has been celebrated throughout Canada as a powerfully written and sonically diverse project. Welcome to Song Talk Radio, Terry Penny. Hey. Hey. How are you? Great to have you on the show, Terry. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm just curious if uh, you're willing to share what was the um, what led to your long hiatus from music. Um, a few things, but it was. It was just. Uh, I think I was at a point of burnout, and um, yeah, it was. It was a lot of years of, of slugging, you know, at the music business, and uh, and uh, you know, that's the honest answer. It became uh, became a lot. It, you know, I didn't quite. I, I wasn't get the 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 squeeze wasn't the orange wasn't worth the squeeze I think is the uh, mm. thing something like that mm. or the juice wasn't worth the squeeze I, right. I wasn't getting what I where I wanted to go and it was I was deep in I was forty six or forty seven years old and uh, yeah. and I just felt that I think it was just I needed a break you know and uh, and that's kind of you know that's kind of where it was and and uh, and I secured a job elsewhere and and kind of took a, a break from it all and uh and really had to be honest with you it really had no um intentions of making another record and um you know circumstances kind of uh, the stars aligned and uh and uh, my arm got twisted a little bit and 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 i, and I got inspired you know and uh and here well, we are was it a hiatus from music business or was it a hiatus from music if you know what i mean like we're well, still writing for yourself I was I was still writing songs, but I wasn't playing live, um, and I wasn't pursuing. I was just, you know, I was just doing a, a different thing, and and I had kids, and you know, who were you know still rel- relatively young at the time, and and doing the dad thing, and and uh, went out to sea, went out to sea working offshore, and uh, and uh, but I still wrote songs, and I had a you know I had a quite a uh, you know uh, a few tunes. Uh, on hand when it came time to make this record and uh yeah so it became you know just became too much and i just uh i don't know i I still love music and all that but i just felt like i kind of reached a wall i guess you could say yeah was was there something about i I find it so interesting because i think a lot of artists took the pandemic as an opportunity to kind of realize what what they really love and you know, pursuing kind of, I think the pandemic took all the issues and made them heightened and maybe right in front of you. And I just wondered, was, was the pandemic, did that have anything to do with your decision to record an album and come back? Maybe part of it. Um, Basically what happened was I I decided last March to record a, a demo for somebody who, who was special to me and uh and we had just started kind of a started a relationship and uh so my intention was just to you know record a song and put it just acoustic guitar and vocals and and i wrote her a song for her birthday and uh and and when i got to the studio that i'd worked at before um the guy was saying you know you not a guy through a whole bunch of personal changes as well and he knew i was down and out and, and uh, i think he just uh he just kind of dangled the, the the branch. Like, Why don't you make a record? You got the songs. He knew I had songs. He heard me play the songs, you know, years before some of them, because some of them are go back quite a ways. And uh, and he didn't have to twist too hard, you know. He just kind of made me an offer I couldn't refuse. And uh, and so that kind of you know that that demo and that that whole thing, just trying to make that that birthday gift is what it was. It became the record, which you know. And uh, it was a pretty interesting thing because, like I said, I had no intention to make a record. And uh, but once I got back in the studio, it was it became um, you know it's it kind of like home in there. And uh, like like I said, it's the ninth record, I think. And so it became once the creative juices got flowing, you know, it became and senior songs come to life. Of course, we all know what that's like when you get musicians on board. And um, yeah, I became I became inspired to keep going. And and uh, so you know, that's what happened. Here we are. Yeah, that's that, that, that's that's amazing. That's a, that's a great story. I mean, the, the interesting thing to me is that, like, yeah, if you if you do take that time, you know, and you say you were still writing songs in in the interim. However, that that time to really sit back and relax and kind of not relax but reflect and look at the big picture of of what music means to you, 
Um, how do you think your your approach to songwriting changed from the before to the after? Well, certainly during that during that downtime, I mean, I, I was still writing periodically. I write very, very sporadically, and um, uh, but the songs that I was writing was were much more personal than I'd ever written before, and uh, um, that's certainly something that happened. Because the thing was, I, I think the reason I was writing more personal songs is because. Uh, I never thought the songs would see the day of light, the light of day. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, never, I never thought they'd be, you know, they'd be brought up for anyone to, to so, so it was almost, it was almost like, um, journal entries. And, and so I, I started certainly in, in the case of a song that we talked about before the tow track people I am, which is like, uh, oh, uh, is it, is a character song, but it's about me and, you know, the good and the bad, the yin and the yang. And, and that was just me writing about, you know, um, owning not only you know not not just you know looking at the good side of your personality, but also owning the, the side that's darker and and um, not as pretty, you know. And uh, so that's the kind of songs I started writing while I was never thinking to make another record. You're, you're, that you're, point, you're, I mean, you you you're just breaking you know? up a bit there, Terry. Can you repeat that? I said I, I had written personal songs before, of course. But I write a lot of character studies and songs with other people and, and about what I call stuff songs, songs mm-hmm. about, you know, war veterans and, and, and that kind of stuff. So but this time I during that five year break, I was looking inward and, and that was coming out in songwriting. Mm-hmm. And what, so what, 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 what's your general process now? Is it, um, do you write from titles? Do you sit down with a guitar first? Do you, how do you generally start your songs? I almost always with a title. If I get a title mm-hmm. that I think is interesting or intriguing, that's usually the, you know, that's usually you're halfway there. That's what I find. If I got a title that I think is a good working title, that will I'll, that's usually where I start. And, mm-hmm. uh, Almost always. Rarely do I, you know, start a song. Just start writing lyrics. I usually have a title first, and uh, right. if I think it's interesting, it, that kind of uh, sows the seeds for the rest of the song. So you you stumble upon a title that that you already know the meaning of, I guess. I'm only asking because our, our songwriting challenge this year on the podcast was to write from a title, and we were given the title. We actually solicited our listeners to submit title suggestions, and so we we picked one that just seemed intriguing, like you said, and had something on it. And I realized that as much as I like to write from titles, I actually write from concepts. And I have, have an mm-hmm. idea for what the song is about, and then develop a title and a melody and a hook and then go from there. But here I had a title without knowing what the title meant, <laughs> you know, not knowing right. what the idea right. behind the title was, <laughs> which is kind of a strange experience. It's like, oh, this sounds interesting. Don't know what it means yep. yet. <laughs> I mean, I had to uh, kind I, of discover that um, as, as part of the process, but it was kind of a reverse, a reverse process. Mm-hmm. I did that. I, I played it in Kerrville at the Kerrville Folk Festival about 10 years ago in Texas. And, uh, and when we when we uh, kind of all came in and, and you know uh, signed up, I guess the people that were on the uh, you know that were invited uh, as a part of our swag bag, we got a, a song title. So mm. you know the uh, the the uh, volunteers and whatnot. Uh, that was a part of the deal. They gave us a song title, and at the end of the ten days, I think it was that we were there, uh, we played in front of all the delegates, like twelve hundred people, and we all had to write a song during the during the time that we were there, which of course I waited till the last minute, like I would. And uh, the title I got was natural disaster. And I think the person was trying to get me to write some kind of sign about the environment, but I actually made it about a a girl who was just like, I don't know if you remember the Flintstones, Flip Rock, you know, the person that where the cloud follows him around and he's bad luck. I wrote it a a bit. (laughs) Describing my ex-wife to a T. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, so that's, like you say, a title you can you can go a lot of different ways with the title. And sometimes when I come up with a title, I don't really know what the song's going to be about. It's just that I know I probably have options. You know, I realize that there's I can make I can go a bunch of different ways with this. And uh, but I know what you mean about being given a title. It's interesting because uh, then you really got to use your brain and and who knows where you're going to go. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure the person that gave me that title didn't think that that was, <laughs> that's where it was going to go. 
Well, and and, that's, and, did, and, 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 and and that was why, you know, we had such an interesting experience because everyone, including our listeners, especially our listeners, came up with completely different approaches and completely different. There were a few, pro, right. there were a few protest songs because that seemed natural. But, you know, it was it was a lot of different angles on, on the one title. Right. Yeah. Kind of, kind of interesting. It's an interesting concept to get people. To, yeah. To get everybody to write the song. With the same title. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. For sure. so the song that we're going to talk about today um i there are so many things that i kind of want to address with you first of all because i've listened to some of your other songs as well you know you're obviously a wordsmith so tell me about um how you construct the the lyrics do you use a rhyming dictionary or anything like that because a lot of your rhymes are really really interesting to me so tell me how that comes about for you Never use dictionary in my life or whatever. No, never. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, because I just wonder because they're some of them are are they're they're clever. They're they're kind of what we call mosaic rhymes. Mosaic rhymes are when you'll have like a word like appreciate and you rhyme it with the quiche he ate. So you'll have like a construction of words together that make the same sound as another word. Mm. Is that right. something that you just picked up from? From listening to others, what, what that's a really distinctive thing to have in your songwriting. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I picked it up from another. another uh, maybe I don't know. I, I think I think it's just a, 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 a avid reader, and uh, from a very early age, um, less as I get older. But I've certainly done a lot of reading through the years, and I think that stuff really helps inform your songwriting. You know. Just like you know, when you're making a record, everything that you everything that ends up on a record, you're producing it yourself. You know, you're you're a sponge. You're listening to everything that you, everything that you've heard in the last you know, in my case, fifty years or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, finds you know, you're drawing from that, even if you don't realize you are. You know, and uh, so I don't know where it comes from. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do a, a lot of what I call internal rhyming, which yes, you're freezing again, Terry. So, but I've noticed me too much. But uh, oh, sorry. Yeah. Am I back? Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, yeah. you seem to be back now. Yeah, it, it, it's, yeah it's, it's, it, it is interesting, Susan. Like, I, I feel like, you know, 10 years ago, I was using rhyming. I used rhymezone.com a lot, right? Lately, last few years, hardly ever now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that just comes from experience where you lean on the tools, the thing, you know, and, and granted, I don't, I don't have the same. I mean, Terry, you, I mean, you mentioned, you mentioned John Prine and Steve Earle in your, in your bio. I mean, those guys like wordsmiths to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and very powerful storytellers. Yeah. Even though I'm, I'm not all that familiar with, with Steve Earle even, but um, yeah. So that, I mean, if, if that's the stuff you absorb, then absolutely. It's just, it's going to come out the other end, like <laughs> in, in some form, you know, you put your own spin on it and stuff, but yeah. And everything else, you know, everything that you've ever heard, you know, yeah. if, if you're, especially as you, as you, um, kind of hone, hone your craft as a songwriter, you, I think you're listening to music different Dan. and, and so for the last, you know, 25 or 30 years, I've been probably listening to music and you guys probably have too, you know, different than you did when you were 20 or you're oh. 15, you're, you're listening, you know, you're, you're listening for different, you know, things than you were back then. So I think. As, as you as if you have if you're listening to really good songwriters as you're honing your craft obviously that's that's working its way into your your craft as well and yeah. uh and and i was listening to a lot of uh in the early 90s and late 80s i was listening to you know a lot of steve earl and 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 then john Prine, you know and, and uh john Prine, i'm more of a casual fan steve earl i was certainly uh, mm. a, a huge fan of and still am uh, so yeah that and, and steve earl is a real he's a storyteller storyteller and Mm -hmm. that's my that's that's kind of the approach that i've always taken as a songwriter as well i'm i'm a storyteller and i have a kind of a a cinematic approach to to songwriting um interestingly enough on this record there's stuff that's a little bit void of that like more personal stuff is more reflective and but there's on the record there's also some really you know character studies like i've done in the past and but I've also kind of stretched and, and, and gotten into different areas, like I said, which is probably a result of never thinking that the record was going to be, <laughs> the songs were going to be recorded. So I, I was writing differently and, and that it really, it really played out well. Uh, there's three or four songs on there that are really something that I probably wouldn't have written 
even six or seven years ago. So, you know, I guess there's growth or at least it's, uh, you know, is being open and, 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 you know, I didn't have to put those songs on record, but I saw value in them. When, once I decided to make a record, I said, you know, this, I, I had put in, put a couple of things on YouTube where I was playing this stuff live. And the response mm-hmm. was, um, I mean, you know, for, to me, it's like, wow, you know, 1200 people in the last day is, you know, have <laughs> listened to this song and responded. So, I thought that was good, uh, a good signpost <laughs> to uh, go when you're picking your titles for your record. Nice. Yeah. Well, the other thing I wanted to mention is that, um, so I, I like to really look, first of all, I think that, you know, by having the chord structure in your song relatively simple, it allows the lyric to really rise to the top because we're really listening to what you're saying lyrically, which I think is a wonderful kind of technique. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I, I don't know whether you realize this or not, but you use internal rhyme in the second and fourth lines of both of your verses. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it creates this sense of three. And so we're like, we're in an odd place, an odd place as opposed to an even place. Mm-hmm. And you know, so like the first verse, I, I love this. It goes, I'm a, I'm a lost, lonesome drifter, beat down and embittered. The thought I'm a quitter is like venom so vile, is a venom so vile. So we have this three rhyme, this kind of triumphant thing that happens that you do in every single verse. It does a really nice job of kind of setting up, you know, when we hear an odd meter or an odd combination we're a little bit thrown off by it. It's not balanced. And I thought that that was really beautiful. And, and then, you know, the fact that you have these long lines and then we get to this really sparse chorus Mm -hmm. where your title line is, Oh, (laughs) letting go. Oh, we, we have a terminology called prosody and prosody is when the structure of the song matches what you're trying to say lyrically and i think there's this beautiful thing where it's like oh letting go letting go is hard right letting go takes it's not like oh letting go (laughs) you know what i mean by having that long o there it does a beautiful job of kind of conveying the how hard it is to to let things go that that hurt you because you nurtured them Mm -hmm. I thought mm-hmm. that was really beautiful. But it's, it's, it's also a sense, the, the O also gives you a sense of catharsis, like, oh, like, like it, to let go of something that's, that's close to you and to, and to really let it go. It's like, it's like a burden's been lifted off of you. It's like, you know, it's, it's yeah. that sense of relief almost, right? Or a weight. But, but the, 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 that's an interesting point about the, the rhyme scheme. Is, is, is that something, Terry, that, that is really, um, you're conscious of because okay here's here's what susan was getting about, about the rhyming dictionary because it's so structured like that that you know you write your first verse and then you notice oh yeah rhyme 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 not rhyme and then you don't resolve that rhyme until the last line of the verse okay it's got, it's got this interesting rhyme structure going i want to do the same thing in verse two and that's where i would probably end up in rhymezone.com <laughs> be like yeah. what can i what can i slot in there and still have it mean something that's going to get me you know to that same structure right. is, that, is that the kind of process you go through or well obviously you know when you're if you're if you're rhyming like like uh, like we're just saying and that that song you got three you got kind of got a, a triad there and um you know you gotta you you gotta be careful you got you know you're you're kind of tied it you're boxed into it then you got to keep going with it mm-hmm. in each verse and you got to make sure that you're going to be able to pull it up i think i think for me now at this point that that whole internal rhyming comes very naturally and uh, when i'm coming up with lyrics if i'm just sitting here and i'm not even thinking this song where this you know almost always there's a there's there's the the second or third just like we we're just talking about almost to the point where i need to be careful i don't just overdo it you know but that that comes very naturally now and, and it is tricky because you got to be able to still tell the story within mm. the confines of having you know exactly doing this triple rhyme and but but you know it it's uh it's not something that i really think about a lot i'm, I'm, I'm aware that I'm, as i'm going through the verse well i did this here so this, you know to make sense i got to do it here as well and i'm aware of that but i'm not mm. really thinking too much about I don't want to get locked in here. I just go with it and, uh, and and do fine. You know, and I think it kind of makes, it kind of makes the verses tumble along, you know, 
And mm-hmm. uh, like you said, when you get to the course, you got that whole different, which is a, you know, a release, like you just said. And, uh, mm-hmm. but no, it's not, I don't, I don't really, I don't have, I don't usually have a lot of trouble uh, doing that. I think it just comes natural at this point. I don't know why, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I do it a lot, I think. Yeah, because you're good at it. Um, <laughs> but the, um, the, 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 the other interesting thing about that is that, like, it didn't, not in the sense of repeating the same structure again, but in the sense of the, the asymmetry of it, like like Susan was saying, like three of these and then one of those. And and I think what that does, because because when, when you do have repeating patterns like that, it can get a little bit like, notice my craft. Like, look how clever I am. I've come up with this really neat rhyme structure that thing. And, and your song doesn't doesn't really come across like like look 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 how crafty and and clever i am it it it, it to me it, it it just comes across as a heartfelt song and and that's kind of it and the rhymes kind of to, to me i think they fall a little bit under the radar you probably as soon as obviously you notice them quite a bit more but it's only when you start to analyze it and listen really really actively to it that you you notice the patterns and notice the thing but otherwise the emotion of the song is what is what is is paramount and and that's what comes through on top yeah you're, li- you're right you're listening to the story and and like yeah. you say if you get into the, if you're getting into the you know inner workings of it you know you're really starting to tear it apart that's when you notice it i think you know and i think you're right i think if if it was clumsy i think you know if it was really mm-hmm. clumsy i think it would be very obvious but i think yeah. if 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 you're captivated by the emotion of the song and the song is just like i said just kind of tumbling along yeah. and and you don't really you're just you're just listening to a song you're not you're not tearing it up you know you're not and, and if, it, if it makes sense to you and, and it and it it seems like it's all good and fine well it's all good and fine well when i think <laughs> i think a lesser a lesser lyricist either would have not been able to sustain it they would have like mm-hmm. totally abandoned it <laughs> Like second verse, it would have been like, oh, that that first verse was too clever. I can't do it again. Right. And I've been there. I think, you know, <laughs> right. Or or a lesser lyricist, I think, would have been would have made it so that it would have felt very ham ham handed. Right. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It would have been we would have been aware of the rhyme it would have been like, oh, it's all right. Huh? And then we're going to. Huh? And then here's another one here. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I didn't. That wasn't my experience of the song at all like I really I was kind of like I thought it was really beautiful I loved in the second verse I loved this um uh all at once lusted all I once lusted has soured or rusted Mm. souring and rusting are not two things that you normally put together right it's sour or sweet or it's Mm. rusted or you know I guess metallic and I think that combination was just beautiful and the compass I trusted, rusted, lusted, awesome, um, has give out and gone. And I, now I'm out on the dark road, humbled and heartbroke. Dark road, heartbroke. It's this beautiful, natural, mm. feels really great. But knowing in my soul, it's time to move on. So lovely, lovely and and subtle and and interesting, I, mm. I found. Oh. So. And, and, and poetic, too, like... Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Okay. Speaking of which, let's let's take a listen through the through the whole track, and um, we'll talk a little bit more about it after the fact. And again, for our listeners, please be sure to um, visit the show post on songtalk.ca. We will link to the lyric sheet on there, so you can follow along. And um, yeah, let's take a listen. This is uh, "Letting Go" by uh, Terry Penny. Lonesome drifter, beat down and embittered. The thought I'm a quitter is like venom, so vile. But the years I've been wasting, all the dreams I've been chasing, are piled up behind me a whole lifetime high. And oh, letting go of the things that. Love hurt us so Sometimes what we nurture Refuses to grow Oh, let it go I 
Absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, just a, just a beautiful, beautiful song. I, I, I do want to shift gears a little bit and talk about the musical approach here because, uh, like Susan mentioned before, like it's a very musically, it's very simple. You know, the the the, the chords it's quite a one four five, but for the most part, it's a one four five. I think the bridge goes to a, a slightly different chord progression, still within key or something. But it's um, you know, it, it, it's something that I've been cognizant of myself lately is is the balance between complexity and simplicity right because if you if you if you have musically complex um, stuff going on and lyrically complex and deep crazy storytelling and all the rest of it it can get a little too much and similar to the other end if you've got you know dead simple lyric and dead simple music then it sounds too easy right so you want to kind of decide what you want to have rich and complex and what you want to have um, um, simple um, I don't know if Dave Terry, if that's a thing that you're conscious of, or does or are your songs usually musically simple? Well, you know, certainly in this case, it was three chords and the truth. You know, mm-hmm. basically, you know, that that was kind of the approach. And yeah, this was meant to be a very. I didn't want to get too, you know, complicated with the music because the lyrics, like 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 you know, Susan says, it's. it's uh, the story is there. You don't want to cover it up. So we kept it pretty simple and subtle, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but, you know, I, I there are times when, you know, it's interesting with, with what you do with with the music, to your lyrics. Um, for me, it always comes together. I, when I get a lyric, the music just comes along with it. There's, there's never like, I never write, it's not Bernie Taupin and, and Elton John. You know, I just mm. I write the songs. As the lines come, I'm hearing the music as well. That's how it is for me. Right. Um, Without, uh, very rarely is it any different. And, um, yeah, it's interesting. Sometimes you can have a really heavy lyric, too. You know, like you, uh, I've written some, I've written a lot of songs about war veterans through the years. And it's mm. kind of has been a cause of mine that, I, you know, trying to be a voice for, for, for veterans and uh, mm. some of them that I, that I knew personally. And uh, there's one song I wrote years ago that's, that's very heavy in the lyric, you know, and wordy. Um, but the music is just, it's, it's really uplifting. So you have this mm-hmm. kind of, you know, interesting uh, thing at play where you have a heavy lyric, but it's kind of softened a bit and made palatable, you know, by the yeah. by the music. So it's interesting sometimes how um, those things complement each other in a way that you know really makes it work. And uh, 
so it's it's interesting. Uh, like, like I say for this song, it was just yeah, just simple tune, like a little country song, and uh, and just uh, emotion, I guess you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and not and not bereft of musical interest like the little guitar like da, 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 is kind of the, it's the same melody as the as the lyric but it, it, yeah. it's a nice it, it's a nice little it's a nice little intro it's a nice little break between the sections it's it really it really fits in there um, right, like quite nice, but, but it adds a different as a slightly different melodic um uh, melodic interest to, to, to right. the song because there's no right. guitar solo in this <laughs> nope no. When not- notice that it repeats, so we get the three yeah. and the one thing, which I think is really cool. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, I have a, I have a question about your pronouns. I think that's like super interesting because so a lot of songs, they'll start with kind of the intimate of, you know, you and me. We're doing this together. You and me. You and me. So it's like really up close and personal. And then the bridge usually takes us to we all feel this. So therefore, we're all this. And in fact, this song does the reverse of that. So um, if if you look at the lyrics, um, we don't. When you say like, oh, letting go, the things that we love hurt us so. The first time we hear that, and even the second time we hear that. You're referring to all of us. So it's like, hey, you know, everybody, you know, when you you all have to let go of something, we all hurt, right? And then suddenly the bridge, the bridge suddenly goes to this magnified place where suddenly there is a specific person who who in the song you're uncoupled from. Right. And so this last chorus, the fact that you chose to have the music drop out, I think, makes it even more vulnerable. But I wanted to ask you, what was the choice of having it be broad focused, broad focused, and then the laser focused happening three quarters of the way through the song to the end? What, what, why did you choose to do that? Because that was unusual. Right. Again, sometimes I'm doing things that's just I'm just don't even I'm not even really aware that I, I think we all do that to a point, you know, because mm-hmm. we list, we've all listened to so much music and and. Things uh, sometimes happen very naturally, and I think you know. That's I think I think we're all you know. It's a gift to all of us when that happens, and you know, and we're not we don't have to think about it too much. Um, I learned a long time ago, though, uh, Susan, that um, many many years ago by a really good songwriter uh, that when if you really want to get someone's attention, you speak directly to them, and maybe that's what happened in this song is that it came to that point where now I'm talking to you. Like I'm telling you my story, but now, you know, we're all in this together. We're all, it's all, because basically the song is about, it's about giving up on a dream. And, 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 and actually I wrote this song about the music business. Mm-hmm. I wrote this song about, about stepping away from music. Is That's what, you know, the dreams are piled up behind me a whole lifetime high. That's basically what the song is about. But mm-hmm. there's also other things that crept in there as well, which is, you know, uh, a, a, a doomed relationship, long-term one too. And that kind of found its way in as well. And and so the song is personal, but it's I think when you even if I didn't do that thing where I was talking to people, you know, it were like this, you know, I think people still would have responded to it because I think it's a very relatable lyric. You know, not all of us get to have everything we want, you know, and even if we work really hard for it. And um, and mm-hmm. I think it's just a, it's a universal theme. But it was just me telling my story, basically, and again, it, it just it, the way it all landed was the way it landed, and and, and people responded to it. And uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that, like you said, that real personal thing happens almost at the end of the song, which is which which is an interesting thing, and uh, and and really brings it back to me. You know, you know, this is what I'm going through. Well, it you was, know, it was, for me, but, like I I thought it was so wonderful because it's kind of we're I don't want to say we're lulled into it but there definitely is this feel of like oh we're all in this together oh yeah we're all and then there's this that and the fact that it happens on the bridge so it's like a highlighted different section suddenly we're like oh wait this is one person's story Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I think that that you you brought us in and then allow us to witness this and I I think it's really it's really effective it's really it's I think Oh, thank you. I think by the time that happens, everybody's vested. You know, if you're into it, you're into it. I think you've already made up. You're going to turn off the radio or keep it on. You know, at that point. So, so you get to, uh, you know, it's 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 an interesting thing that happens. Yeah, it's really personal. That's the most personal, probably you know, one of the most personal moments in the song, and it happens in the bridge, like I said, which is a musical. Uh, um, you know, you're gone away from the, the rest of the song. So, 
-hmm. it's interesting. And then it kind of breaks down, like you said, breaks down to nothing. And it's really personal, you know. So it goes from really personal to even more personal with the just basically vocal and guitar. So yeah, and 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 for for a line or two, even a cappella, like it's very it's very yeah. vulnerable and stripped down, like at, at that point. Which which yeah, which was like like Susan was talking about prosody, right? Like that really, it lines up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and it's and it becomes very you know you're just you're Donald's talking to yourself, but everybody's oh. listening. You know, everybody's. Listening. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I think that's totally yes. I love that you are talking to yourself, and therefore we're all talking to ourselves as well. Right. I think that's really right. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the the only other thing I want to mention about this song is is the the you know like like it was like we're saying musically comp musically very simple, but at the same time the 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 flag post for the chorus and the nature of the chorus really really sets it apart. You don't necessarily need you know a key change or or anything like that, but the the O. The, the the elongated O and letting go, dropping the title in there, and 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 also just the nature of it, you know, it's a little it, like like Susan was saying, it's a little more universal. It's a little, it, it's actually spelling it out clearly what the song is about, whereas the verses are more imagery driven and and um and conversational, and the whole thing's conversational, but imagery driven and 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 kind of personal in 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 that regard. Um, and of course, I in the verses and we in the, in the chorus. So, like I said, the chorus kind of expands the scope, and and it's just it's just the, like there's just, there's always such a multitude of ways to separate the chorus from the verse. And I feel like a lot of beginning songwriters struggle with with that separation. But here, it's just it's it's it's, an, it's enormously clear. Like it's, it's perfectly clear where where the choruses are, where the bridge happens. Um, you know, the the, the and 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 very. And like you say too, in order to, for the story to to um, to shine through, you, you went with a pretty conventional structure too: verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus out. Like it's very, very mm-hmm. straightforward and simple, and and we know what to expect. So so then we're you, you bring the listener into the story more because they're not they're not being distracted by oh that was a weird place to put you know a second post chorus <laughs> or like you right. know a twisted, right. twisted structural uh thing so yeah it's it, it's um it, it's a short song it's like three and a half minutes but it's it's intensely focused in in all those ways you know right with with with, with the way that it's simple with the way that it is rich lyrically and and the story and and the emotion of it is very is very focused even the bridge goes to a place but obviously it's it's still very highly connected and related um so yeah be- beautifully crafted um overall but I, but I do find that it's very the whole thing to me is very intimate as much as the as much as the bridge gets even more intimate the whole thing from top to bottom um is very intimate and confessional and the rest of it like it's really really, yeah, really it's, it's strong basically pouring your heart out on page you know it's kind mm. of what it is mm. yeah but but i like the way that it's that i mean we, we talk about this often about specificity in, in lyric right like lonesome drifter venom so vile um you know like like they're they're kind of you know the the dark road and and like they're kind of I wouldn't even say they're vague. They're, they're very, they are very specific because they they really paint a, a, a very vivid picture. But at the same time, they're universal enough that anyone can read their own story into it. Like you're not you're not telling it um, on face value. You are, you are using these images to sort of convey the emotion of it, and then the listener can be like, you know, like I'm reading. You know, like I, I know because because of your your hiatus from music, I kind of figured that this was about, you know, leaving the music industry, but not, yeah. you know, ha- having not known that, just hearing this on the radio, I would totally read my own, my own past right. my own story and in, in, into this completely. Like, it's great that way. Well, I think, I think, you know, when, when, when we talk about songs, I, I'm always loathe to talk about what they're about, you know, because mm-hmm. I remember, I'll tell you a little story. I remember when I was, uh, I don't know how old it was. It was 83. So it was, you know, 15 or 16, whatever I was when, when born in the USA came out by Springsteen. Mm. Huh. And, uh, the, the song was, uh, what is the last song on that record? Hey little girl, is your daddy home? Oh, I you but I mean, I, I thought it was, yeah, yeah. I'm on fire. I'm on fire. Yeah. Yeah. I always, I always pictured the, the, the guy was, was singing it to his daughter, you mm-hmm. know, 
That's how I had that's how I had the lyric at that point in my life. I hadn't listened to it like too deeply, but I thought this guy's talking to his daughter, you know. And the video came out, and the spring scene is under the car. He's talking to a woman, a rich woman who he, you know, who left him or whatever. And now he's, he, you know, so it's totally. I never heard the song the same after, and I, I hate, I, mm-hmm. I hate talking about exactly what songs are. But put it for our purposes here today, of course, yes. But mm-hmm. you know what I mean. Sometimes you look at people's mind. You know, a song can mean a thousand things to a thousand different people, and uh, especially like you said, if 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 the, if the lyric is not too specific. Um, but I, I'll never forget that. That just, just the video for that song just killed me. It's like, oh man, I thought it was about something else. Yeah, yeah. And I've never been able to get what, what I thought it was about. I know, and then you always read it the other way, and it's like, yeah, you 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 left kind of left kind of disappointed. It's like, oh, that's it's not. I, I was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like it's not what it, not, not about what I thought it was about, and yeah. Not only not only is not only this was about, but it, you know, the video gave you all these images, so it completely shattered my <laughs> vision of what the song was about. Mm. But it's still a great song. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. I had a friend who uh, who wrote this song that was just about like longing and need and lust and desire it was like this really like hot sex that we all thought it was. And it was about her quitting eating chocolate. Right. right. <laughs> but she wasn't going to tell anybody because everybody no. thought it was this like breakup, like, oh, that she really, really missed this relationship. Well, she did miss the relationship with chocolate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah i think sometimes yeah. giving away the trade secret ruins it but uh, yeah yeah I, I, I years ago I, I wrote a song based on a based yeah, on yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a prompt it was, it was my, my own it was my own idea about writing a song about a car accident but from the point of view from the brake pads of the car so the brake pads of the car were personified Whoa. and it was a relationship between the the brake pads and the driver and and people were reading but i but i didn't spell it out as such right so everyone was reading it like this this tense relationship about control and about who really has the power and what you're leading me on to do this and leading and 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 i can kind of stop you but i'd really have no power and and then a disaster ah. happening in the bridge and it was just like this this is this you know interesting thing and i'm like nope it's, it's about a car <laughs> nice Nice. Yeah. Like, like Long May You Run by, by, uh, by Neil Young. I had no idea he wrote, wrote, wrote that about his car until a few years ago. I was like, mm-hmm. wow, about his car. Mm-hmm. Some, mm-hmm. some lyrics made sense then. Your chrome heart shining in the sun suddenly made sense. Yeah. You know, but I didn't know it was there. You know, so it was interesting. I, I think that's cool too when you can write a song like you just said about the, the, the uh, brake pads, mm-hmm. but make it so ambiguous so so uh open to to uh, <laughs> you know interpretation that it can yeah. some something else you know yeah yeah i, I remember hearing a, a radio interview with uh with soundgarden one, one of my favorite bands from the 90s and and chris cornell the lead singer was talking about the the song they, they were a song called blow up the outside world and and people were interpreting it as some kind of you know call to militant action or something like that, like a blow up a building or something like that. But he was like, it was just it was just, it was kind of introspective. It was about just kind of you know getting into your own creativity and 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 blowing out the outside, blowing up the outside world. Like just you know you're in your zone kind of thing. And and it's right. not you know not about what's outside of you. And 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 people were take that phrase and interpret it in, yep. in a number of ways, right? Yeah. That's craft, right? Yeah, yeah, that's absolutely where the craft comes in. Okay, yeah, sure. I think um, I think that's about um, all the time uh, we have uh, for the show tonight. So, um, so thank you very much, uh, uh, Terry Penny, for coming on the show. And um, where, where can our listeners hear more of your fantastic music? Well, you know, um, it's on my website www.terrypenny.com, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's 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 on. It's been released and downloadable on all major sites, and we're backed up for vinyl. We're going to hopefully get the vinyl up by the end of the year, but it's nice. COVID has put a real, real crimp into the scheduling mm, uh, for yeah. vinyl. So it's going to yeah. be uh, at least December by by the look of it now. And uh, yeah. but you know, I'm just glad that uh, you know, like I said, I had no intention of making another record really, and uh, and so. This has been a blessing to, you know, ha- have another ten of my songs recorded and and be able to talk to to tell the people like yourself about mm. it and 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 then have people hear it, you know, because we're all we're all very lucky to be able to do what we do. I think no matter what level we're doing it at, and uh, 
but you know recording music is is a, is, a, is a cool thing and i'm really glad that i was able to uh, to get back to it and and uh and to share more of what i've you know been able to come up with you yeah know? absolutely and we're we're glad that you're back <laughs> definitely <laughs> very yeah. yes very very Thank welcome you. return and, and contributing to the world of music it's a it's a great thing of course like you say and uh and then big thanks to susan catania always great to have you with us susan such a pleasure. Thank you. All your, all your awesome insights. And um, we want to hear from you, our dear listeners. Please send us your comments on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram to at songtalkradio, or send us an email, feedback at songtalk.ca. Also, be sure to check out our YouTube channel for live performance videos and full episodes. And subscribe today to the Song Talk Radio podcast on your favorite podcast provider. And don't forget to sign up for our free newsletter at songtalk.ca. And you can find links to all the products, books, and web services we mentioned on Song Talk Radio on our resources page at uh, songtalk.ca. And wherever you are in the world, please join us online via Zoom at our next monthly Song Talk Meetup. It's free to join on meetup.com and free to attend the meetup. Stop by songtalk.ca for the link. Uh, you bring a song and a lyric sheet and get constructive feedback and give constructive feedback uh, with other songwriters. Um, you can follow me at neilmodi.com. Uh, Susan, where can people find more about you? Susanmusic.com. Susanmusic.com. See, don't even need the last name. Okay, Susan perfect. <laughs> and uh, and Terry, what's what's your what's your favorite social media channel? Are you on social media? Uh, I'm not much of a techie, as you probably just discovered. Uh, <laughs> I'm on Facebook. Facebook, Terry Terry, Terry Penny, and 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 Penny's P N N E Y, correct? Yeah. Okay, and yeah. we'll certainly we'll certainly put links to your your website and stuff on on our show post on at songtalk.ca along with the lyric sheet and everything. So definitely check that out. Um, thanks for listening, everybody, and be sure to stop by the website songtalk.ca, browse past shows, and find out how you can be a guest. Thanks for thanks everyone for tuning in, and uh, everyone keep on writing. Yeah.